0: The Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. God, we thank you for the document that this nation was founded on. We pray we'd live up to it. We pray the spirit of it would just infiltrate every Major decision, Lord. Everything that's done, that uh, reconciliation would would continue in Jesus' name. And we just pray for Jane in this new job. We pray blessing on her. We pray that you'd uh, anoint the time with uh, with patience and staff, and just make up for this time or lack that she can't get to worship. And we just pray a, yeah, Holy Ghost blessing on her now in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians 3 verse 17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. You know, we began uh, this um, series of Colossians a few weeks ago, and two weeks ago we were in Colossians 3 uh, with a message that we need to set our mind on the things above and not on the things that are on earth. And we, we um, unpacked that a little bit, and we realized that Paul was not saying to neglect our work, our earthly responsibilities, or the people in our lives, but that we are to have a state of mind that's tuned in to the things of the Spirit and not our old nature. We need to turn up the the spirit channel and turn off the old nature channel. One of the things that uh, Jenny and I really love to do is uh, to take long road trips together, anywhere really. Uh, We normally have a purpose, we normally have a destination in mind, but um, we just enjoy going on these road trips because we can talk and there's no interruptions generally (laughs) and there's no music on when we travel together because I need to turn up the Jenny listening channel (laughs) and turn off Life FM channel. You know, when I'm alone in the car, I just love it and I turn it up a bit, quite loud actually, when when I'm travelling or sometimes I have that, that moment of prayer or just trying to be time with God when I travel. But when we're together, off it goes. One day we were we were coming back from the Baptist Hui in um, in uh, Palmerston North, and we came through Taupō. We changed driving. We were, Jenny was actually driving, and so I was able to to look out the window at all this beautiful landscape on a road that we'd virtually never done before. Um, and I was pointing out all these wonderful Landcorp farms, and sort of as we went past each gateway, there was these. Beautifully uh, engraved signs, were rusty steel with uh, laser cut signs, and I was, I was exp- expressing that that it was pretty cool. And also, there was equally impressive names on them. And uh, I was giving this run, running commentary on each setup, and added that I, you know, I didn't think I'd ever been on that road before. And Jenny came straight back and said, "Have you ever done this road without talking?" <laughs> <laughs> After I stopped laughing, I realized that she wanted conversation, not a scenery analysis. (laughs) And I'm sure Father God is the same. He wants intimate conversations, not a list of of excuses or nonstop shopping lists or a little pity party session on our behalf. So tune in and turn up the God channel, and turn off the old nature channel. In a kind of way, we've, um, we've got part two of the Colossians 3 chapter today. And so we're going to get that into that in a moment, but we're just looking at not just our thoughts or our affections, as one version says, but also our words and our actions. You see, these three strands make up who we really are, if we think about it. Our thoughts, our words, and our actions all need to change after we've been redeemed at salvation. It's a work of the Spirit, a God thing. But, you know, controlling the rate of change is our God-given free will. The Holy Spirit will never force Himself on our will. He waits to be given full sway. And this is why Paul says in verse 17, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Nothing really changes in our lives until he is Lord of it. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. The elders and the angels obey and and worship him. Legions of angels on assignment in the spirit world bow down and the demons of hell tremble at his name. But our King Jesus stops short of ruling our will. He loves us too much to crush our individuality and our free will choices. He formed us in the womb, Psalm 139, 13 to 15. And he planned good works for us to do, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. But he loves us too much to leave us in our old mindsets, our old words and our old actions. He wants these things to change. These things need to change on the other side of the cross. You know, our heart, he can rebirth in an instant replace, rebirth. But godly character takes time, and it also takes a willingness to listen and learn his ways, the ways of royalty. So building a godly character is a choice of our will. I remember a young guy that we uh, took away on a camp once, and he spent a lot of time reading his Bible on his bunk, and he just seemed to have that that, that real heart, that hunger for God. And, you know, his face glowed, and uh, he was a joy to have around. And he just was in the Word and making the choice. He, he, he willed to get to know God better. He now leads a national ministry. You know, Paul knew this would be difficult in the culture of Colossae. All through Colossians, we sense a word of caution and warnings against straying from the truth because these newly saved Greeks, Jews, Romans, and a random mixture of, of Persians and barbarians and other, other other cultures had the potential to either self-implode or fall into error through false teaching. It's sort of the theme of Colossians that he's just itching to. To sort them out, Paul must have longed to to sort them out. But he was in prison. He was in chains for sharing the gospel. And at the time, what must have seemed like a massive limitation, chains and shackles, God used through the power of his pen to reach the people of Colossians and us here in Huntley, almost 2,000 years later. What about our situation? If we look at the bigger picture, could God be using our restrictions and our limitations due to COVID to somehow achieve a longer-term, bigger goal in the spiritual? What lessons can we learn from the Colossian church? These potential survival tips that Paul gives them in these few verses that I believe we will, you know, it will ensure that we don't implode if we read these verses. So we're just going to read verses 12 to 17 again. This is sort of like part two of our Colossians 3 chapter here. And he says, And so, as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bearing with one another and all, on forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And the, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the Word of God or the Word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God our Father. Just as Paul wrote timeless words, that held a fledgling church together in the first century amidst great persecution. So we need to hear these words today in our situations. Who knows what God's doing through these times in the spiritual realm, in that bigger picture. But we have to do these few keys. Number one, the first survival tip is to put on some key character qualities. I love Paul's imagery of getting dressed for action. We need to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. I've, this is my third shirt I've had on this morning. <laughs> we have had to put on different clothing today than we had yesterday. But Paul's saying to put on these things are these character qualities out of date? And that would be a definite no. In 2022, they are very much in fashion, these character qualities, and sadly in a little bit short supply. They almost need to be written in capitals with uplights on a motorway billboard, don't they? Might save a few people cutting in <laughs> on us. Actually, I travelled to Auckland the other day, as someone said, and... Um, I almost sense there was sort of a little bit slower pace maybe, a little bit more tolerance. Um, Maybe it's a Waikato thing. We need to be a bit more tolerant. (laughs) Sadly, even Christians have lost their grace in recent times. You know, it seems the frustration of restrictions has brought out the best and the worst in human behavior. No matter how tough things get, I believe we shine best when we display Christ as the world gets darker. We're to be ambassadors. In the reading that Iris um, read, we are to be ambassadors of grace and display these character traits clearly spelled out in Colossians 3. These attributes of Christ are not conditional on how we're being treated. They are not conditional on who's in power or on our comfort level. They are the outward expression of Christ within us, regardless of outward pressure. You see, the man who wrote them was in chains for doing good. Yet not once did he strive to get even or put down his oppressors. Let's put on compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forbearance like a garment. And just for good measure, let's add love to the outer layer. That's really basically what what Paul's saying here. Beyond all things, he says, put on love. The New Living Translation says, make allowance for each other. I love that. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Wow. How many relationship breakups and church breakdowns would would be avoided if we just did those two things, allowed for faults, and didn't get offended? Number two, Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule our hearts, verse 15. What rules your heart today? What are you most passionate about? What what gets you up, gets you going? Ask yourself, what state is my heart in? You see, the healer of, of hearts is waiting to be invited in. And we won't display the fruit in verses 12 to 14 unless our hearts are ruled by Christ's peace and our lives line up with the written word, verse 16. You see, living right brings God's peace. We've prayed for many people who haven't been able to sleep or uh, you know just having trouble with that mind, you know, s- stopping thinking about things over and over and more often than not there's something else not quite in line with scripture in their life and sometimes we we say it and sometimes we just pray for it. See, true peace is when you can sleep through the storms of life. I've said it before, I'd rather be in a storm with Christ in the boat than on calm waters without him. Storms don't last, but the peace of Christ and his word last forever. Finally, whatever we do in word or deed, do all with a capital A-L-L, in the name of the Lord Jesus. This verse is like a bookend to Paul's opening thoughts about our minds. He starts with our minds and ends with our words and deeds. In fact, once we have the mind of Christ, our words and deeds reflect that. All through Scripture we read where God honors and speaks life into good and bad situations. This powerful gift is actually available in his name to us, providing we give thanks through him to God the Father. Since uh, Jen and I discovered the power in blessing, we bless all kinds of things. (laughs) Ministering in Jesus' name really is a privilege. You would be amazed at what we've been asked to bless. Things like houses, cats, <laughs> marriages, finances, babies sleeping through the night, businesses, farms and land becoming fruitful again. And whatever we do in word or deed in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to the God the Father, he will honor. Let's go from here today, fully clothed, Fully clothed with grace and compassion. Equipped to bless others in love and do just that. You see, doing good works we've been called to do, Ephesians 2, because we're saved, is the antidote to veering off track in our lives and in our Christian walk and losing the joy of salvation. Doing good we've been called to do, because we're saved, is the antidote. Let's do all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that you're the Prince of Peace. You're the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We thank you for these instructions at a time like this. Lord, that we can actually today apply that to one another as Jeremy said that we can bless with our mouth those who persecute us those who mistreat us when there's things done that bug us or push us around or we can just push back with blessing God we can say be blessed in Jesus name Thank you for this wonderful ministry of blessing others and in the dark moments, Lord, seeing the fruit of change. Hearts healed. Marriages healed. Things brought back into alignment. Lord, we just thank you for your power. We pray your power, the Holy Spirit, over each life here today. And may we not leave here the same as we came. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.